Good morning, it's Monday, March 15th, and this is the Herald Review's Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other important things going on in our community. Today, Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels has been on national news recently discussing the situation at the southwest border, which he calls a crisis. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com, and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Before we begin, some local history. Notable men who once held the position of Cochise County Sheriff include Johnny Bayhan, who served as the first sheriff, and who was one of the main characters during the events leading to the gunfight at the OK Corral. Then in 1886, Texas John Slaughter became sheriff. Well-known lawmen Jeff Milton and Bert Alvord both served as deputies under Slaughter. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Also, the Daily Chirp podcast is giving away five Amazon Echo Dots, one every month now through July. You can enter for your chance to win twice a day. Today's code is CLOVER, and find the other code word in our e-newsletter, The Morning Blend. To enter the sweepstakes, go to MyHeraldReview.com. Again, today's code word is CLOVER. Now, our feature story. According to federal officials, encounters with migrant children and single adults trying to enter the United States through the southwest border have been climbing steadily since October, with a sharp spike in February. Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels has been on the national news multiple times in the past few weeks, talking about the increase in illegal crossings his deputies and cameras have spotted, especially in the San Pedro River Basin off State Route 92 in Palominas. Here he is on Fox News. Well, the new administration's decision to stop border wall construction has forced crews to put down tools. This kills me. And walk away in the middle of work. By the way, this is a wall we already paid for. A decision that one Arizona sheriff says left behind a roadway for smugglers. Sheriff Mark Daniels is in charge of Cochise County, which covers 83 miles of the U.S.-Mexican border. He joins us now. Sheriff, we paid for the wall to be built along with the technology and along with the roads. Now we're paying to move the wall, store the wall, or destroy destroy the wall. And guess what? The illegals, according to what you're telling us, are actually using it to get into the country. In what way? Well, good morning, Brian. It's it's a product product of politics within policing. And I've always said this: they has no business in our business in the business of policing and what we do on this border in our communities. They, when President Biden rescinded the emergency order on the southwest border, it stopped resources and stopped construction on our border. As a result of that, uh, one area where the fence is not complete, we get five or six groups a day coming across there. And what it's doing is it's forcing us back to 2019, where we had the largest, what I call, crime scene in the country to include the largest humanitarian uh, situation going on. Officials say that in fiscal year 2021 through February, nearly 30,000 unaccompanied children and single minors were encountered along the southwest border. 
The majority of the youngsters were between 13 and 17 years old, but just under 3,000 of them were younger than 12. In the Border Patrol's Tucson sector, which includes Cochise County, there was a 45% increase in unaccompanied children from February 2020 through February 2021. CBP officials also noted that migrants are required to go through a staging and COVID-19 testing process before entry, and if individuals appear at the port of entry without going through this process, they are not admitted. But Sheriff Daniels, during his Fox News interview, expressed some concern. What's going on the southwest border when it comes to the health pandemic in this country, they are not testing them. Uh, they're being released without being tested into communities. And then you look at the public safety aspect of this. Uh, it's upsetting. It's almost like we're not part of this country, which is very upsetting. One of the other concerns for Sheriff Daniels and others is that coyotes, individuals who smuggle people into the U.S., are telling undocumented individuals from Mexico and other countries that the U.S. border is now open under the Biden administration. Daniels described the situation as a crisis. Off just our camera system, which is up to a thousand cameras, we deploy 700 at a time. We A year ago today, we were running just in our camera system 300 to 400 a month. In August, when the politics kicked up, we jumped up to 1,200 a month. In December, it was over 2,500 uh, entries, to illegal entries, let me say, to include over 500 pounds of illicit drugs. I just got the charts there today. It's skyrocketing back to numbers we saw in 2019. The reason we have MPP and these other programs President Trump put in place was because of 2019 caravan and surges. It worked. It's not working now. The sheriff said he and his counterparts must be a part of the conversation with federal officials around how to handle the influx of undocumented migrants into the country. To stay up to date on this story, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Join Prestige Senior Living on March 18th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for a free fall risk webinar. Our senior fitness expert will provide you with the resources you need to reduce your risk of falling and help you fall-proof your home. Visit PrestigeCanHelp.com to register today. Now, a quick Cochise County High School sports update, brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy in Benson and Sierra Vista. They're doing more than just treating patients. They're helping patients get back to living their daily lives. Using extensive knowledge, their therapists treat each patient one-on-one, focusing on individual care. To learn more, go to apexnetworkpt.com. Two more Cochise College athletic teams have temporarily been sidelined by the coronavirus. Bo Hall, the athletic director at Cochise College, said that both women's soccer and women's basketball have become the latest teams to have their seasons interrupted, and as a result are on a 14-day hiatus that began Thursday. It was men's basketball that was the first team on campus to have the season interrupted by COVID-19. The Apaches are scheduled to resume practice March 19th with a home game scheduled for March 20th. Hall would not elaborate if there was a positive test among the two teams. He did emphasize any games that have been postponed will be rescheduled if possible. Next, an upcoming event in our community that you should know about. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, 
We know that you are depending on us, both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. Today, Brilliance Strategies and Innovation will be presenting the Professional Development Lunch and Learn series at the Sierra Vista Area Chamber Conference Room. Join in at noon for a lunchtime professional development training session with practical concepts and strategies to better your career, life, and business. The event is free, but seating is limited to 10 attendees, so make sure to RSVP ahead of time. You can call 520-458-6940 for more information. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Billy Wayne Miles Jr. Billy was born in Mount Pleasant, Texas, and raised in Tyler, Texas, where he played football for Robert E. Lee High School. He then moved to Tombstone, where he continued to play his favorite sport of football and make plenty of friends. Billy later moved on from Tombstone to Sierra Vista, where he would finish his high school career at Buena High School. If there is anything about him, it's that he loved his Dallas Cowboys. He'd always say, how about them Cowboys, whenever they were playing. Billy loved being around his friends and enjoying good times and good laughs. Whether it was his freestyle rap battles or a heated sport debate, Billy was always a funny character and always seemed to put a smile on your face no matter what. He was working at American Red Cross and had plans for his future, which unfortunately were cut short by tragedy. Many people that know Billy know that he wasn't just your friend, he was your family, your brother. Billy Wayne was very dedicated to his mother, sister, brethren, fathers, niece, nephews, and career. He loved visiting family, cooking, and preparing family meals. He was very loving, kind, and private. He was a Christian, a believer in Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. He will be loved and missed deeply. Thank you for taking a moment today to remember and celebrate Billy's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. We asked, you answered. What is your motive for joining this forum? Neighbor Wayne said, I like the fact it's monitored and has real journalism input. The primary reason is that respectful communication is mandatory and we have it. It's hometown content. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.